Okay, I want you to try again. This time you've got to say Views from the Sofa Presents. Go for it. Views from the Sofa Presents! Perfect. Hello everybody and welcome to the Wrestling Predict Cast. I am your host, Ben, and today we are discussing Hell in a Cell, or as I like to call it, a little bit more of a glorified raw than uh, usual to discuss what's probably um, one of the most mediocre pay-per-views we've ever seen in our life is Joe. Um, I'm interested to see how you're going to put a positive spin on this, Joe. <laughs> you know me, mate. Well, I'd like to say, you know, it was a glorified raw. Let's let's just take the positive of that. It was a, it was a weak SmackDown. It was a, well, that, that that's literally why I've picked glorified raw because SmackDown things happen week to week. But this this. Right. Can I just say for the record, mate, it was a sensational 205 Live. <laughs> Where would you put I, it on the I, NXT I, scale? I, I love that. We, I love that. Was, uh, yeah, it was um, It was uh, more recently not as good as the current product, but, you know, three months ago, it was, it's, it, was, it was a pretty good episode. I love that within within a minute, we've already made a wrestling gag that unless you were actually quite interested, we've alienated you. That's what we do here on the Wrestling Predictcast. Talking about be- talking about being quite into wrestling and having a bit of fandom, and um, we're missing one of our co-hosts today. Luke has uh, Luke has deserted us, not because he watched Hell in a Cell and just went, "I'm not talking about that," um, but uh, because he's uh, preoccupied with a holiday. So um, I don't know if Luke shared any of his views on Hell in a Cell with you. I've I've, I've I didn't get any from him. So um, yeah, I, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll paraphrase what he said. Um, <laughs> Just because we're only allowed one swear an episode. Yeah. Um, I don't think he was. I don't think he was overly impressed with it. Okay. Um, <laughs> is that putting it mildly? Is it? Yeah, I think. I think. I think if I give, you know, I, I had a chat. I had a, I had a, I had a chat with him about it, um, and I think it's fair to say that his views and my views are quite similar on Hell in a Cell. So I don't want to share those now because I feel like that would. That that would be the executive summary of this pay, of this whole uh, episode. So um, maybe we'll go through it in order. I don't know. Yeah, I think that sounds fair. Well, talking about going through Hell in a Cell in order, um, WWE made the very bold move of deciding they were going to take the main event, the big attraction, their biggest star, and have him wrestle on the SmackDown before Hell in a Cell. So I think we've come to the conclusion, whether this is you know, well known or not, that AEW were running an event on the Friday because they had their TV show move for the NBA. Is it the NBA that moves that moves yeah, AEW? Right. Yeah, the NBA moves it. So they had their show on Friday, and I think WWE, not of course not swayed by AEW in any way, shape, or form, decided they weren't going to have AEW take any of SmackDown's ratings, and they put Roman Reigns versus Rey Mysterio as the main event on uh, Friday Night SmackDown. Um, what do you reckon to Roman Reigns versus Rey Mysterio's Hell in a Cell match? Any good? Decent? Would it have been Would it have been a, a worthy end to a Hell in a Cell, or or what do you think? Um. So, yes. Yeah, so, so there's lots of questions in this. I think you're absolutely right about the AEW thing. I think that's why they did it. I also think there's another element of the SmackDown ratings are more important to them at the moment than the uh, the network subscriptions because. I mean, I don't think that if you've got if 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 until the Friday you think you've got Ray versus Roman on on um, pay per view equivalent, you have to buy the network. Then you're probably going to do it, done it by the Friday. So then to flick it onto SmackDown, you've kind of got double whammy. I can't believe that many people at the moment are, t- are tuning into the network, new new subscribers, 
And if you are tuning into the network, well, sorry, if you have already got the network, you you are gonna um, you're gonna watch it regardless, aren't you? So it's kind of a bit of a no lose situation where putting hell, putting a hell in a cell match on SmackDown could get you some some proper eyes, and I quite like I quite like that. I quite I quite like the logic, or even though it does feel like a bit of an fu um, to people that want to watch the the pay per view. That being said, that wasn't even your question. So no, no, but it's fair. It's a fair. It's an absolutely fair point. Yeah, made made in a, made in a terrible fashion. Um, but then the actual match itself, I think, was pretty good. It was definitely a very good. I mean, I shouldn't just keep this rating process through the whole thing, but it was a very <laughs> good. It was a very good SmackDown match. I would say probably if that was on the pay per view, it would have been second best match. I I think so. I think I I think I agree with you that I think it was yeah the second best Hell in the Cell match Hell in the Cell match or just match? Uh, match uh, second best match. Second okay, best match. fair enough then. All right, okay. You had me panicking there. Thing was that was that in a Hell in a Cell and like they ain't like thinking there was a, was there a massive red cage round when I was watching that match and did I notice it? But yeah, no, it was a Hell in a Cell match. <laughs> so yeah. This is the woes of what this is the woes of watching like WWE at like six thirty in the morning, sort of half awake. And um, what what did you think, mate? What was your view on the on the um on 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 putting it on SmackDown? Um, it was kind of the the thing for me was when they put it on SmackDown. A little part of me felt like, what have we got on? What what have they really got on Hell in a Cell then? What's what's the big pull on Hell in a Cell now? There was a little chance, and we discussed this on the on the on the um, prediction show. There was a little chance that Drew McIntyre might have beat Bobby Lashley. Yeah. So as, as a Hell in a Cell, okay, fair enough. So as a main event, something might happen there. And as we'll get on to, it didn't really go anywhere or go the way we, you know, it kind of went the way most people thought, and and, and you know that was that. Um, you also kind of hope with Hell in a Cell and a main event and something like this that there's going to be shenanigans or there's going to be something more to it. And as a match, it was solid. It was a very, very good Hell in a Cell match um, because Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio are great. But it just kind of, it was it, it, it was exactly what it was going to be. It was just Roman Reigns wrestling and it was just a bit of a ratings pull and it didn't really go anywhere or do anything with it. So in the end, I think it is a very, very good SmackDown match. It was a very well put together match over the weekend. But as Hell in the Cells go previously and for the story and everything, it was fairly average in the end. Yeah. Like, you know, putting the story on, you know, Ro- Roman beat Ray fairly conclusively. And that's the end of that. As, as, as we see on SmackDown, they're just moving forward. Yeah, I have to say, this might be wishful thinking about, like, you know, how it used to be in the Attitude Era and whatnot. But, like, when you do something like that, WWE, I thought this was your opportunity to go, like, I don't know, at the end of, at the end of SmackDown, here's Brock Lesnar or here's... Edge, who I'm sure will come on to later, right? And then you go, well, I have to watch Hell in a Cell then. Like, I, 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 I can't not. And actually, what you've done is you've conclusively let your champion win in what would have probably been your main event. So you're like, well, I, well I'm almost disincentivized to watch the pay-per-view now. Yeah. That's, you know, that's... You've taken away something I would have tuned in for on Sunday to watch. Because you almost kind of hoped that Roman would have a match the next night anyway. That's what I thought they might do. I thought they might go, okay, well, we've given you Roman versus Ray. So tomorrow night, he'll face somewhat. He'll face both Dominic and Ray, and it'll only be a ten-minute match. It won't be much of anything. There'll be a bit of shenanigans, but Roman will be there, and this story will move forward. There will be a part of our little chapter that you have got to tune into Hell in the Cell for, but there just wasn't. It just carried on as normal. Like, or, 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 do you know what the simplest thing in the world to have done would have been? Be like, 
Ray puts that challenge out on Twitter or whatever, whatever the whatever they're selling on on the logic behind it. But right, and just go. Roman Reigns goes, yeah, okay, fine. We'll have that fight. If I win, you've got to put your belts on the line on Sunday. Jobs couldn't. Yeah. Like then, then like we would have, we would have, we would have been laughing, wouldn't we? Like, and that would have made perfect sense. But, but no, it's just a conclusive victory outside of a pay per view, compared to inside the pay per view where there was a lot of n- not convincing wins. So, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll we'll uh, we'll get on to not convincing now. Then um, can, I, we'll can, talk I about... a, can I ask you a quick question about the pay per view before we start? And this yeah, is just something that uh, I, I had in my mind, and I thought I could do the research here, but I thought Ben will have this all written down, so I'll just well ask him. How many matches on this pay per view were exact rematches, minus a stipulation of what we saw at WrestleMania, compared to what we had at WrestleMania Backlash? Because there must have been there must be three at least matches that were exactly the same on this pay per view as there were at WrestleMania. Bianca Belair Bailey was WrestleMania, no. but was Backlash. Was Backlash okay? Rollins, Rollins versus Cesaro was Mania. Yeah, but wasn't on Backlash. But wasn't on Backlash. Okay. Bliss versus Baylor was Baszler is brand new. Yeah. Zayn versus Owens was WrestleMania. Yeah. Okay. What so? Was it Backlash? I don't think so. It wasn't, was it? No. Charlotte versus Rhea was WrestleMania. Wasn't Backlash. Wasn't Backlash. And so, Lashley versus McIntyre was WrestleMania. And Backlash? Was Braun Strowman involved at that point? I can't remember. Oh, was Braun Strowman Mania or was he Backlash? I can't, how bad is that? I can't remember now. Oh, I think it's Backlash. So basically what we're saying is this is WrestleMania Backlash. Okay, there's more WrestleMania. There's more backlash from WrestleMania on Hell in a Cell than there is on WrestleMania backlash. Like I was just couldn't quite. Like thinking this, this is this is like you know if you want to talk about slightly uninspired writing, then just do that again. Do the same paper anyway. Sorry, mate. Carry on. No, I mean that's kind of where we get with this. Is is the uninspired idea of it because we we talked again. We talked about this two weeks ago on the prediction show, but they are paddling water. They are treading water. They are waiting and waiting and waiting until fans come back. Yeah. And they are starting to do some stuff now. So we'll get onto SmackDown a little, you know, after we talked about Hell in a Cell. They are starting to do some stuff now. And they're starting to put things together for Money in the Bank, which is obviously going to be the first time they've got crowds. But it does mean that we have got a lot of nothing. And this Hell in a Cell, if you genuinely, if you'd missed Hell in a Cell, you missed nothing. No stories progressed. And if anything, stories you thought were going to end are still going. Like, results results went one way, and you went, what on earth? Like, they waited to the last minute to put Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in there and to put Seth Rollins and Cesaro in there. So we didn't predict those two weeks ago. But I think we'd safely have said between us, we'd have all thought that Cesaro was going to beat Seth Rollins. And we'd have all thought that Kevin Owens should beat Sami Zayn, I'd have said. Or maybe that was a bit more contentious. And it just felt like some of these results, you're going... Well, that means this feud's got to continue, and what on earth are they doing? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, we didn't want to. What we didn't want the feud to start, let alone continue. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we'll I'm, get into it. We'll, we'll look I'm at it match to match. Sorry, before, before we go into the detail, and also, by the way, great sell on the rest of this podcast from you just then. Like nothing matters. Um, <laughs> but, but jokes on you, listener, because we've already got your downloads. That's all we care about. <laughs> Uh, what I was going to ask is, is it is it just me? Please say it's not just me. But 
the number of Hell in a Cell matches really waters it down for me. Like, I really like, I really liked back in the day where you used to get one a year and it used to be a proper spectacle. I mean, admittedly, it was a lot more dangerous and I'm not necessarily advocating that, but one a year used to make it feel really special. Like, five or six in four days? Far too many. Well, what it meant was by the time we got to Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre, we'd seen the best of the Hell and Cells we were going to see. Yeah. Like, I was done with them. I was just... Well, I mean, what more could Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre do? And then by the time... I mean, the moment Xavier Woods said, I'll challenge you to Hell in a Cell, and Lashley agreed, you went, N- like, no one wanted to see that. You know... It, it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, it's been it's been a week, um, but you know, we've got it, it's, and all right, the story progressed, and you can see where it's going. Again, we'll talk about that in a bit. But at the same time, Hell in a Cell used to be the big blow off of a feud. It used to be the end of a feud. We have to go Hell in a Cell because we, it has to conclude. We're locking you guys in a cage, and only one person's coming out. And I mean, Bianca Belair and, and Bailey ended up in a Hell in a Cell just because they'd moved Roman Reigns match. Yeah, and it was an, it was an, it was I think it was a token we need to put a women's match in there. I don't think it was I don't think it needed it. Now, to be fair to them, they did an absolutely great Hell in a Cell match. I okay. I, I I really rated that. That was my, that, that was, was my out match, of the four. That uh, that's exactly the same for me. I think out of the four Hell in a Cells, that was the Hell in a Cell match that 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 won out across all four. But. It meant that by the time we saw Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley, there was nothing new they could offer. Absolutely nothing. So. Yeah, I, I agree with that there's nothing that they could offer. I mean, they could definitely have done a better match, but um, we'll come on to that in a bit. Anyway, sorry, mate. I'll keep, I, that, that, I have no more questions. I I've no more sort of <laughs> set up. Questions. We'll just go into the match, shall we? Well, I've just got a really big question for you, which is once you'd found out that... Um, Natalia versus Mandy Rose was going to be the pre-show match for um, Hell in a Cell, mate. You must have watched it. Yeah, you couldn't have waited. I bet you. I bet you were like, "Well, I've got to make sure I, I sit through that hour and a half of preamble just to make sure that I see Natalia with Tamina, but not partnering with Tamina, defeating Mandy Rose with Dana Brooke, but not partnering with Dana Brooke." Yeah. It, <clears throat> yes. The what. So usually when I'm watching a when I'm watching um, a pay per view, I will just skip through the pre show because I don't need to hear Jerry Lawler's thoughts in, in kayfabe about what's going on, um, and I'll just flip, flip through to the match and see what happens and or see what it is and see if there's any interest for me. Right, we've had some absolute, we've had some actually quite good pre show matches before. Um, this wasn't one of them. Um, we, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Put the women's tag belts on the line because you've got both the women's champion like both the tag, women's tag team champions at the event, like at ringside. And then you've got a competitive team that presumably is like the number one contenders in some fashion. So it, like, you know, that's great. Give them a bit of airtime. It's not a match I give a toss about. It's certainly a, a match that I give more of a toss about than a singles match involving one half of the women's tag team champions and one half of the number one contenders when all four women are at ringside. Like what is... What is the point? What are you? Sa- why are you saving that match for a later date? Who? Who is? Who is wanting a prolonging of that feud? It's literally like, don't like. It's just saying to me, don't watch the pre-show. You don't miss anything. I think it was made worse by the fact that then on SmackDown, or was it Raw? It was Raw. Sorry, then on Raw, they carried on the 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 random kind of 
vignette things they're doing where one of them's in a training ring and the other pair show up and they have a little tussle outside and they just completely ignored the pre-show match. So didn't even mention the, the pre-show match at all. They didn't even mention that Natalia's got a win on, on, on Mandy Rose or whatever. They just pretended it didn't happen and carried on with the, the story they're already telling. It, it's, it couldn't have mattered less. And considering the people that they are pushing on Raw and SmackDown for money in the bank and the people that have got into the money in the bank match, there was other superstars that you could have put in there and, sh- and really shown stuff off. So we've got Mansoor on Raw now. Hasn't properly wrestled yet apart from against Sheamus. Him, him and Ali would have been a great match. Him and Ricochet would have been a great match. You know, there's some things where if he's just going to do a spectacle exhibition match, then that works. We'll do that. We'll just we'll just put on something where people who are half thinking, should I buy it? Shouldn't I? Are going, oh, you know what? This is actually really cool. This is this is this isn't what I thought it was. I might I might actually buy the proper thing. So I can't imagine that Natalia versus Mandy Rose sold tickets for this thing. Do you well, know what I, mean? I mean, there was no attendance, so it. it, it, it I, I meant like, yeah, <laughs> network buys, but you know what I mean, yeah. But I, I think the thing is with the pre-shows now is, you you're telling us not, to, you're telling us don't bother watching this because because it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. Like it's so many pre-shows, it's like it, we are going to put a match on because we're going to just find hours television, but we're not gonna like we're not going to reference it ever again so if you don't watch it doesn't matter it's like as soon as they did that with 205 as soon as it came off raw and went on its own thing and they don't even have the cruiserweight title anymore you're like well, what why on earth would anyone watch that I mean, you've got to be a glutton for punishment to watch that they've never referenced main events so don't watch it they were you know they never referenced nxt uk even on nxt so you don't need to watch you don't need to watch it if you don't need to watch it there's enough resting for you to watch stuff that does matter and it baffles me because the pre-show, I, I remember when we couldn't buy, when pay-per-views were on Sky Box Office, and if I was up late enough, I would watch the pre-shows because I wasn't going to be able to pay for the pay-per-views. And mm-hmm. you'd have a couple of decent wrestling matches. You'd have proper little build-ups. You'd have proper recaps of stories. They were decent shows. They were they were things where it was really getting you into the idea of this could be brilliant and this is the build-up. You had promos, you had wrestlers going face-to-face that were going to go on to face each other at the matches and all yeah. it really built up the event where these That's are literally... Sunday Night Heat at one point, didn't you? Like you could watch Sunday Night Heat live before the pay-per-view and you get some yeah. really, good, really good matches on there. Oh, I yeah. Absolutely. No, you really did, actually, they to were, be fair. They were, they were decent. Well, they were the, they were the, they were the stars that weren't going to make the pay-per-view. So you at least got, you know, lower mid, lower mid-card, proper mid-card by that point. And because back then in the Attitude Era, and it's, you know, I'm not somebody who just sits and glorifies the Attitude Era all the time, but because back in the Attitude Era, every wrestler that was featured on Raw had a decent story, it was worth watching. There were actual feuds going on and matches that mattered. So it was, I, it just, the pre-show just baffles me now when it's just, they're just matches you just don't care about. And it, it's, it's, it's kind of a testament to where WWE are a little bit. Yeah, <clears throat> it's not been an overly positive start from our side, has it? Um, I think. I think if anyone's watched, if anyone, if I mean, if you're tuning into this to wonder whether you should watch Hell in a Cell, I think we've yeah. made it pretty clear you don't need to. And if you've tuned in because you want to get, you want to hear what our thoughts on Hell in a Cell are, having watched it already, you know, if you disagree with us on any of this, at Predictcast on Twitter, you know, or come find us on Facebook and let us know. That sounds a bit more threatening than I meant it. I meant just to it share your views. <laughs> come on, come find us, but not in real life, just to be really clear. Yeah, oh yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so we then went on to the actual event, and we began with actually a positive, to be fair, Bianca Belair versus Bailey. 
and Bianca Belair in Hell in a Cell defeats Bailey by pin in I wouldn't say pretty conclusive manner. They gave Bailey a fair amount of, of offense. It was a fairly even match, but Bianca Belair does come out on top from this um from this match. Um we've already kind of hinted at what our thoughts on it are anyway, but what was it about this match that made it the best of the Hell in the Cells of the four? Oh, well, I think it was I think it was just some originality, to be honest with you. I think one, I haven't seen this match to death, so it's 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 something uh, new and interesting. And two, I think like some of the some of the yeah, like, like I say, the originality with some of the hair stuff. Um, I thought some of the spots were interesting. I think they clearly both wanted to go and put a show on, and it wasn't paint by numbers. It was it was it was it was well orchestrated, and it was there was some yeah, it was good. Some good spots in it. There's some clever stuff. They did a, they did quite a bit of um, they did quite a bit of kind of destructive moves using weapons, but they didn't they didn't like make it like a slugfest. It was more like a bit more just a bit more. They just thought out. They just clearly put a bit of thought and effort into it, which I which I thought was which I thought I thought came across really well. And I really I've I've got I, I find Bailey a bit of an odd one because. I don't like her for some reason, and I, I don't really have any reason not to because I think she's actually really good. Do you know? Does that make sense? Yeah. You. So it's not even that you don't like her because she's a heel. It's just you just don't like her as a wrestler yeah, and a character. Just, yeah. I just think she's a bit bland as a wrestler, but as I think she's a bit bland as a, as a kind of character. But then I think she's. But then she's actually a, like a very very good wrestler, and makes people look really good. See, I think this was technically this was by far the best of the Hell in the Cells. Like the the matches, the moves, how it was put together. To be fair, there was no point you thought Bailey was winning this. I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't bite for any of the pinfalls. I didn't think, oh my god, I can't believe. Yeah, it was wait. You were waiting for Belair to win it, but at the same time, it was, it was, it was, it was something that was worth watching. It was a decent match. It kept you entertained, even though that you knew what the outcome was going to be. Um, I really like Bailey as a heel. I think this is the most interesting she's been. I really do. Like when it's little touches, like when Michael Cole's saying, you know, Bailey, uh, Bailey's gone on the record of saying this, 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 and this, and then Bailey's shouting at Michael Cole. They know Michael. They're all fans of wrestling. They all know what you're talking about. You know, she's shouting at Michael Cole. She's giving it to um, Bianca in the ring. She's, you know, this is the most interesting she's been since NXT by far. Um, and I think that, I think that she's going to carry on and be really successful this year. Because I think she's a step ahead, a character and wrestler, that like complete package above anybody else that's there at the minute. Because you've either got Charlotte, who's a fantastic wrestler but a really stale character at the minute, or you've got Sasha Banks, who, again, just needs a great wrestler, needs a bit of a shake up of whatever a character's going to be, and then you've got other people that have got solid characters but they just can't wrestle. Where Bailey's kind of got both at the minute. So it wouldn't surprise me if her and Bianca go on to go a little bit further this, that this isn't the end of this feud. Yeah, with women's division, I'm almost inclined to say all I would do is swap Charlotte Flair and Sasha Banks over. Because I think actually doing that would really open up a lot of different and new matches, to be honest. Probably, you know, you'd do more than that, but I think that would be that would be fine. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see where they go. Like, this is a this is a like a storyline and, and, you know, a title. I'm actually interested to see where they go with it because... You could have um, Sasha come back and face Bianca at SummerSlam when you know in front of seventy thousand people, or you could have a three-way match between the three of them, which would be great. Or you could have a hair versus hair match, which I think we've talked about before. Yeah. 
doing a lot of hair stuff. And I wonder if you could have Bailey lose again. And then, you know, the Bianca puts the, you know, or, or whatever, Bianca, or, or, or Bailey wins at Money in the Bank and they have a, a blow off match at um, SummerSlam where it's hair versus hair and top, like, you know, or whatever, or title versus hair or something stupid like that. So there's plenty that out of the matches that are continuing, out of the feuds that are continuing, this is one I don't mind seeing. And the way that, I mean, these guys were involved in a mixed tag on SmackDown the following Friday. So it's clear that this is continuing. It's clear they've not lined anybody else up. So they haven't announced anything for Money in the Bank. But, you know, this is a safe match at Money in the Bank if they continue to do it. Yeah, um, I agree. They then went on to have Seth Rollins um, fighting against Cesaro in what I think was a bit of a random move and not looking too good for Cesaro. Seth Rollins beats him and beats him, I don't know if you say clean, but it, he he beat him kind of conclusively. It wasn't it wasn't too shenanigan led. It wasn't too dodgy. It wasn't too underhand. It was just a Seth Rollins kind of beat Cesaro, and you know Cesaro still looked strong enough. He didn't look kind of weak and flattened out in the middle of the ring. But at a time when we thought maybe this was it, Cesaro was getting the big push. Cesaro was getting what he needed. It just feels like Cesaro's back to upper mid card and swimming again. I think. What's your thoughts? It was a roll up finish, wasn't it? It was, yeah. It wasn't a bit. It wasn't a curb stomp or anything, but I, it, I, I've got no. I, I find the roll-up finish is so, like, so uninspired. I feel like it, they're doing it to protect the person that, like, gets the roll-up loss. Yeah. You know, but then I just think it looks. I just don't think it like it looks great on either of them because you look at Seth Rollins and he came away from that. He thought, oh, well, that's a, a, like a sort of. 16 minutes of decent wrestling and then a roll-up to win. And then make Cesaro look stupid because they got rolled up after 16 minutes of decent wrestling. It's just, it was, I don't think anyone comes out of it looking particularly good. I think it was just a, it was just a, um, it was just the backlash of WrestleMania, mate. Um, but not on a paper with that name, um, where they're just 50-50 in it. And then it means that Seth Rollins can now go and do other stuff and, be, you know, having off the back of a win. And Cesaro can go and do catering. I don't know. Well, it is a bit like that. I mean, Seth Rollins was the Seth Rollins and Bay. It was Seth Rollins and Bailey versus Bianca and Cesaro in a mixed tag on SmackDown, which gives you the impression that Cesaro and Seth aren't even finished with each other yet. So um, it's not looking great for that few carrying on. But again, they're treading water. All right, Seth got a little bit involved in the Roman Reigns story. Just kind of went up to went to. Um, uh, Sonia and what's his name, the bald guy well, I can't remember his name yes. that's it, went up to Pierce and said um, I want to be in contention, I should be in contention I won my match last night and they kind of said yeah, we'll take it into consideration but then, and I, I, I thought to myself great, you know what, Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns is a solid Money in the Bank match and could be even a good build if you do it well for SummerSlam and then obviously the main event happened and, and the main event segment happened and I don't know where that leaves Seth Rollins, to be completely honest with you. So Sounds like we might be having Seth Rollins versus Edge at SummerSlam, I reckon. Could well do. There could be something in that. See, I'd have if it was me, I know we're going off on a bit of a tangent, but it's Seth Rollins related. I don't know why you wouldn't do Seth Rollins versus Edge at Money in the Bank and the winner faces Roman at SummerSlam. Would have been the way I thought. When, I first, when that first happened, I thought that's the way it must be going. But they have already announced Edge versus Roman for Money in the Bank. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if um, Seth Rollins costs Edge in some way. Then they have Seth Rollins versus Edge at SummerSlam. 
because I think they're going to do John Cena versus Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. I really do. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that that's considering they've already got Fast Nine all over Raw and SmackDown as the advertising, as the sponsors. Cena coming back is is easy money. Cena coming back is easy advertising and promo there. I mean, look at I mean, you, I mean, just looking at SummerSlam if it's seventy thousand people, which is going to be a big event. And you can line it up, you know, use Money in the Bank as a chance to line it up. I'd have, you know, you'd have Lesnar versus Lashley yeah. for the Raw title. You'd have Cena versus Roman for the SmackDown title. And you'd have uh, Seth versus Edge. And then I'd probably have a Money in the Bank cash in at SummerSlam as well, to be honest. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Like, just do, like, just do it. Have, you know, maybe have, maybe have Lesnar and uh, Lashley go at it. And then so much so that they're both done and then Whoever wins doesn't matter. The money in the bank cash holder comes in. Brock Lesnar beats up Lashley after after Lashley wins, and then here comes Big E to cash in or whatever. You know, yeah. Just do it. I or, think it needs it. I think you want all they're looking for is essentially WrestleMania moments at SummerSlam. Yeah, that's what they're looking for. They want two or three big pops, big amazing moments, big huge kind of that that big big feeling of of wrestling's back again kind of thing. They have, to, they have to get this right. They have to get this right. I don't think Money in the Bank is that essential because I think they'll be set. I think they'll use that to set up stuff. They'll use it to make it be more interesting than normal, but they'll use it to set up SummerSlam and then they've got to get SummerSlam right. It's like a restart for them. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so, definitely. You know when you're just sitting there and suddenly you get asked a question like this? And your heart sinks. You know that if you get this question wrong, you're probably going to have a fight. You might even get divorced. So you panic and you think, how about one involving an exoskeleton? And then you hear... Yeah, but which one involving an exoskeleton? And then you've got nothing. You've called for an exoskeleton movie and you haven't got one in your locker. Well, the great news is there's a new podcast out that covers lists on all kinds of movie-related trivia. It's that movie list podcast. So the next time you make outlandish suggestions like exoskeletons, funniest films or explosions, and you end up getting it wrong, and you end up having a fight and probably getting divorced, at least you'll have someone to blame. That movie list podcast by Views from a Sofa Network. Um, so we then move on to Alexa Bliss versus Shayna Baszler. This is Shayna Baszler who... God, was it two years ago now? Elimination Chamber coming out of NXT was the biggest, hottest property. We had a pick for being the top of this division. Would be, you know, going up against Becky Lynch as the one person that was going to be able to defeat her when Becky Lynch was on top and taking out everybody. Um, she single handedly eliminated every single competitor in the Elimination Chamber match. And now she is fighting Alexa Bliss, who can apparently hypnotize people ringside so that they attack each other um and then alexa bliss defeated Shayna without really much difficulty or error or issue um and then kind of repeated something very similar but with nia jacks on um raw it would be raw raw the next night um is this Shayna basler done right what what what, what what what's happening here oh what what i was not the question i was i mean I don't, I don't think she's been very good for about a year, has she really? I don't think this makes a lot of difference, to, to no, be honest. I don't think I don't think you go in, oh, 
they've absolutely buried Shayna there. Like she's been buried for the last year. She's been in a feud with Reginald half the time. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Like, and I, I just, I just cannot get my head around. I just can't get my head around the Alexa Bliss thing. Like, there obviously is people that like this, right? And and I and I'm and I go back to the the comment that I made a few podcasts ago where I do wonder if it's just like Raw is Raw is very like it's got an audience. And then SmackDown's got a different audience. And if you're a bit more adult, you watch SmackDown and enjoy it. And if, you, if you're if a bit more younger, maybe Raw is for you, right? The, the Alexa Blister is not for me. No. Like, it is it is not good. And and it takes me so out of, it takes me so out of wrestling. You've, I, we've, we've got to, I, with wrestling, I think you've got to have, you've got to be able to sort of suspend your disbelief a little yeah. bit on absolutely you know, you know it you know it's you know it's like predetermined but you've got to be able to get out of that mindset to enjoy it like and you just have to like you know eastenders is predetermined like it's not like that it's not like it's happening there and then you've got to get out of the mindset that these are actors doing something that they've scripted you know you've got you've just got to accept that's the way forward films are films are exactly the same as well right you know it's not like it's not like a film is unscripted you've got to take you got to get yourself out of that mindset and just enjoy it for what it is right this i can't enjoy i find it i find it baffling bafflingly shit and, <laughs> I, I, and i just watch it and i'm just like even the premise of it right so let's 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 for example say that alexa bliss has got supernatural powers right whatever that's the premise right then what is she doing like why is she using that to get naya to control her like to control naya's arm to hit reginald why wouldn't you just use that you, you're a wrestler yeah so like use it to win a belt or 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 like at very least why are you then like why are you you using you, you controlling you, not your opponent's mind someone else's mind but then you're delivering wrestling moves which are dangerous to yourself. Like, surely you you can control Nia's arm, you can pin Shayna. I just don't understand. Like, there's just so much wrong with it. It does my head in, to be honest. It's, all of that is completely fair. And absolutely, I completely agree with you. Like, I can, I don't mind some of the silly stuff. I don't mind some of the humour. I don't mind, like, Fiend at his best was great. And I bought into it. And I thought, you know what? This is different and it's great. Yeah, Alexa great. Bliss isn't different now because we've seen it. It's silly for all the reasons you just said. And I was watching it thinking, this doesn't help anybody. No. Because if you go up against Alexa Bliss, you have to act dumb you have to act scared you have to act like you can't wrestle now alexa bliss has got better to be fair i was actually surprised by some of the moves she was pulling off are better than she has for a while so she's clearly gone you know performance center improved her moves and things like that so there were aspects of the match that were fairly impressive but you were taken out of it by Shayna being too scared of alexa to hit her right at the beginning and you're like well just a second you're undercutting what makes Shayna so effective so what that means is you are never going to get alexa bliss anywhere near bianca belair anywhere near returning Becky Lynch. You're not really going to get a near Charlotte Flair because you don't want those people to act that way with Alexa Bliss. So Alexa Bliss is only going to be as well as your mid-card women fighting. And we know what happens if you put someone like Alexa Bliss up near a belt. You get what happened with The Fiend. You completely undercut everything you've built with Alexa Bliss and Supernatural and all the rest of it. So this just doesn't help anybody. It's a perfect example of they've got a 
interesting character that doesn't work in wrestling. If you know, there's a writer out there in the creative that has written a very interesting character for Alexa Bliss, and they've tried to shoehorn it into wrestling when they just need to go off and write their horror script and get out of their system. Well, no, they wrote a really interesting character for the Fiend, and then just yeah. for some reason just gave Alexa Bliss. I don't understand this. It's like Alexa Bliss. Oh. I don't want to go into too much deep, like too much on this, but like it also it doesn't, doesn't. I don't think it looks very good. Like it's kind of a bit. It's got a, it's got a bit of a weird edge to it. Like the way they're dressing her up and the schoolgirly stuff, and then the the doll as well. I'm not sure. I, you know, she's like a 30 year old woman doing that, and you kind of go like it's a bit weird. It's not like like there's there's obviously a market for it. I'm not sure that's a good market. <laughs> I'm not sure it's what you want to be promoing, is it? What, what you want to be, what I want to be tapping into? Yeah, that's fair. Um, okay, so we'll move away from Alexa Bliss and Shayna Baszler, which is clearly carrying on, and we're going to get something very similar at uh, Money in the Bank, and we'll just see where it goes, and hopefully they, they lose interest in it. Surely she's got to win Money in the Bank. Surely Alexa Bliss is winning Money in the Bank. Surely. You've got to believe so, but what? That's like the worst thing to do for Money in the Bank. That's the one person you you just don't want her anywhere near that 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 that, that briefcase. She's a, I'm calling it now. She's getting it. Yeah. Yeah. Brought my, my prediction down. All right. We'll, we will we obviously oh. two weeks time when we're doing the promo uh, when we're doing the promo pr- predictions one and we've got two two weeks of TV. We're gonna we're gonna hold you to it. Yeah. And Luke was saying when we were chatting, he said he's gonna go for Natalia. All right. So he's definitely having Natalia for that one, is he? Okay. Yeah. Brought that down. <laughs> Um, then we went on to um, what's always a well. I'll be honest with you. I was going to say always a good match. This is the only match between Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens that I've ever been bored by. I just did not care about this match whatsoever because there was no stipulation, there was no story, there was no need for it, and it's so close to them already fighting recently that I was just done with this. Something I, I just I watched it. It, it did what it did. It was very by the numbers. It was very Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens, but I just did not care who won. I was fairly surprised Sami Zayn did, though, because, I, uh, you know, it feels like they've Kevin Owens was on a bit of an upward trajectory and they've undercut him a bit, but it doesn't hurt them either. And they're now going on to fight for their Money in the Bank qualifier on SmackDown next week, and it will be a last-man-standing match. So... um that one continues. Anything to add to Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens? Very little. I think I was I was about to correct you to say oh, that they've got a bit of backstory with the um, punch of the throat, and then I realised that's not even this story. Um, <laughs> that's true. It's not. He didn't even come out. It wasn't even Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews and, and and his his bodyguard didn't even come out and do anything there. It was it was this was literally these two had a fight. These two had a match, and Sami Zayn won it. It just yeah. could, it couldn't have been more normal. It just yeah. And I can't help but feel like we must have. I feel like we've. I feel like about five matches between these two ago. We we had like the this is the last time they'll ever fight thing. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. definitely have that. We, we have had that at some point with these two. Right? I mean, like it's just one of those ones where it's it's no longer lightning in a bottle. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you know when you had like it's like when we used to watch NXT and it used to be really really top. And you used to have like Champa versus Gagano, and you could literally go like, "I'll watch this forever." And then 
WWE put it on for Evan, you're like, it's like, actually, yeah, yeah. it's time now. This is, this is that, where you're like, what? What, oh, what would... give me this every week, and then they do, and you're like, oh, no, don't give it me every week, come on, enough now. What we're realising is when we shout fight forever, fight forever, fight forever, we actually mean fight for about 40 minutes and then and then, and then then don't show it again for another six months to a year. Yeah, and then don't do it on like three consecutive pay-per-views. No. Um, yeah, so all just, I, mean, I love Kevin Owens and I think Sami Zayn's great and these guys have amazing feuds and if you actually build, if you build a story and give these two a story to run with, they will make any story amazing between the two of them. But if you just say, I'm annoyed at Sami Zayn, I want him next week at the pay-per-view and go, yeah, go on then. I don't care. Because it's just yeah, not why, why didn't Kevin Owens want to have face Colonel Aziz? I don't understand. Anyway, let's not worry about that. I would have either of those two with the money in the bank as well, just to say. I think they're exactly the right kind of level of people we should be having. Yeah, completely agree. And it doesn't matter which one of those two goes in, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it in a bit. Um, then we went on to Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. Um, this again was my second match of the night. This was a really, really good match. I was proper into this one because again, genuinely didn't know where it was going. There was a chance Charlotte was going to win this one. I thought, um, in fact, so much so that I predicted her to win it, um, on our, on the prediction show for this. Um, and in the end, after Rhea having a really bad leg injury, um, obviously in the story, she attacked Charlotte Flair with a weapon and Charlotte Flair and gets herself disqualified. So Charlotte wins, but Rhea Ripley keeps the belt. Um, that was a really heelish move from Rhea Ripley. Do you think that's the direction they're going with her? Potentially. Potentially. Would you be happy with that? Would that be where you go with it? Yeah. My, my, my view, I think my view on the match is slightly different to yours i feel like the match was overshadowed by a terror like a bad finish like i find I, I, i'm a bit i'm a bit bored of 15 minute 20 minute matches which go to like which go to like nothing i'm like that that i, I just feel like you got so many people that are treading water and just wins and loss don't seem to matter anyway so why not just have a win and a loss do you know what i mean like they're just it, if you're in I, I agree with you the match up until that point was good and then as soon as that happened i was really disinvested in it um, if they make Rhea Ripley a heel, don't see any harm in. I don't see any harm in that. What I don't really want to see again is her facing Charlotte Flair, which is what seems to be happening. And They've it, already announced it for Money in the Bank. Oh God! Okay, <laughs> it's already been announced. Yeah, it was announced. So, <laughs> oh, brilliant. Well, they're probably going to, they're, they're probably going to do a double turn then, aren't they? I, I, I mean, a well-executed double turn. I do like. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I would say Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley both on the sort of cusp of the other anyway. It's not like it's a guy's going to give you a little, you know, the Sting the sting and Bully Ray, aces and eights, yeah. double turn. That was like the ultimate double turn where I remember watching that in your house going, bloody hell, like, I'm glad I didn't see what happened with this. That was absolutely incredible, didn't see it coming. I mean, if we get a double flare between Charlotte and Rhea, am I going to be remotely asked? Probably not. They, they, they just, yeah, you're right. You wouldn't know either way. You just wouldn't know. And she came out on, she came out on um, Raw the next night, and she was just facing it up and, and and trying to be a face again. And Charlotte came out and challenged her, and they made the match. And you kind of went, yep, so that's another one treading water. Another one that doesn't mean anything. Another one that we just keep plodding on and and going towards Money in the Bank until 
I'm I mean, glad there's I'm got glad to be. I'm glad tuned into Hell in a Cell to watch this match that has absolutely no, no, no point. I mean, there's got to be a big woman's return as well, hasn't there? Well, there's got to be Becky Lynch, hasn't there? I think it's Becky Lynch. I think it's Becky Lynch. And would you have against Charlotte? Or would you have no. against Rhea? Rhea. If you can make Rhea, if you can make Rhea heel and effectively make her heel, move Charlotte away from the belt because that just doesn't help Charlotte. Never has, unless she's rubbish when she's got it because no one can go go toe to toe with her, and she's rubbish chasing because you don't believe she'd lose. But Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch, heel Rhea Ripley versus face Becky Lynch is the match you want to see because you don't want Becky Lynch up against Bianca Belair because Bianca Belair will get booed because Becky Lynch is going to come back as the biggest female face in that company that they've just got that's a huge return but becky lynch versus rhea ripley at SummerSlam, that's worthwhile get the belt back to becky lynch have rhea ripley chasing it back again that's a decent feud for two pay-per-views at least i'd go with that yeah 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 you're right you, you could write this story like you know you write the story of charlotte versus rhea and money in the bank there's a like a i'll say gentleman's agreement but you know what i mean the equivalent yeah. a lady agreement where they're just going to see who's best. No weapons, no nothing, just, you know, one-on-one, no messing about, right? And then referee gets knocked down conveniently. (laughs) Um, As they're prone to doing, yeah. As they're prone to doing. They they don't take a bump well. Um, And then (laughs) Charlotte gets a chance to use a weapon, chooses not to, to win properly. Rhea Ripley then grabs the weapon, smashes her over the back with it for some reason because you can't hit each other over the head anymore even though it's even though you can punch each other in the face um and uh and then so she turns full heel to win to retain the belt and out comes becky lynch happy days oh that's raw the next night isn't it that's rhea yeah. ripley saying no one can beat me i'm the ultimate champion and then that's becky lynch the next night on raw and you've got your big raw reveal because we're gonna have that the, the, the one to watch is not money in the bank the one to watch is the first Raw after Money in the Bank. That is going to be like the, the Raw after WrestleMania that we didn't really get this year. I can see some massive... That and the SmackDown are going to be huge. Yeah. I, yeah. I, don't, think, I don't think we're going well, to get reveals at Money in the Bank. I just don't. I just don't think... No, I think I, we'll get no, cash in, but I don't think we'll get people coming back on Money in the Bank. I agree. It won't be, it won't be, it won't be returns at Money in the Bank. It will be storylines that set stuff up and then it will be Raw and SmackDown. And then I think the Raw and I think the Raw and SmackDown around SummerSlam as well will yeah. be pretty because they'll be setting up what's happening post SummerSlam, which has got to be good as well. So yeah. Cool. Right. That takes us to the end of Money in the Bank. Um, if Drew McIntyre does not beat Bobby Lashley, he never gets to face um bobby lashley again for his championship while he's champion so bobby lashley goes in there with drew mcintyre they have a fairly physical match um but unfortunately we've already seen two money in the bank matches uh sorry money in the bank matches hell in the cell matches and because of that this just doesn't offer anything new whatsoever it's all the same stuff we've seen before it's you know mvp can't get involved but of course he gets involved all sorts of random stuff and it then ends with mvp costing drew mcintyre and Drew McIntyre loses to Bobby Lashley, and that ends the show. And I wait. To be honest with you, I waited, and yeah. I waited, and I waited because I thought, well, here it is. Someone is going to come out. Someone is going to emerge. Someone's going to come out and attack Lashley from behind, or come out from under the ring and attack McIntyre and set up where he's going. Anything, and it just ended. <laughs> and you kind of went, oh. And then I looked back and thought, well, just a second. Nothing 
has changed. Just nothing. It's, it's it's just it's 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 a you know glorified raw. It was the weirdest thing. Um, anything to add to Lashley versus McIntyre before we start looking ahead? My, one one additional criticism. All of what you just said was absolutely valid. Going back to the point about roll-ups, how how annoying, right? That at the end of the match, MVP hooks Drew McIntyre's leg to distract yeah. him. And Bobby Lashley, when he's in the corner, and Bobby Lashley wins with the roller, right? Just hit him with a spear. It yeah. doesn't matter. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, hit him with your finishing move and then pin him. Like, it's the same. It's done the, it causes the same outcome, right? But doesn't make Drew McIntyre look like a complete dickhead. You, they're saying at the minute that the most devastating move in WWE is either the schoolboy roll-up or the backslide. You yes. are, that's, that's, they're the two most devastating moves in WWE at the minute because, I mean, there was a point where in Raw, that was the win of three matches in a row, was a sly roll-up. And you're just going, come on, you haven't even seen the match before. You know what I mean? Just, you've got to be better than that. I can't wait until we, we can meet up outside and go to a beer garden because I am going to absolutely smash Luke with a roll-up at some point. <laughs> Probably, probably when he's got two pints in his hand, one in each hand, and I'm going to go for the roll. <laughs> uh, and I can't wait to see it. As a visual. Um, as a visual. Oh, it absolutely is. Um, so then we get the the Raw and SmackDown, and we'll quickly look ahead at what they're setting up for Money in the Bank. So we've had our first qualifying matches. To be fair, I do prefer the fact they've had qualifying matches. Because in the past, what they've done is they've literally just announced these are your five Money in the Bank people and they're going to face each other over the next five weeks. So at least we're not quite sure who's in the actual match yet for sure. But so far, um, because of the matches that have happened so far and other things that are coming up, the men's Money in the Bank looks like this. Ricochet, who defeated Randy, who defeated AJ Styles on... um, Raw, John Morrison, who defeated Randy Orton, Riddle, who defeated, should know this, only watched it the other day, Riddle, who defeated, doesn't matter, Riddle's in, um, oh, he defeated Kevin, no, he didn't, he defeated Drew McIntyre, that's it, Riddle defeated Drew McIntyre, and what was a, oh, yeah, yeah, of course it was, it was, a, it, was it was on forever, it was a really competitive match, forgot about that. Um, so, what, I lost clean? Pardon? Drew McIntyre lost clean. Yeah, Drew McIntyre to, to Riddle, yeah. So it was Ricochet versus... But the idea was that Drew McIntyre was like absolutely done in from the night before. And well, they so Bobby Lashley did another Hell in a Cell, mate, so job's good. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Back, of course it. There must be something in that. Like, when was, I don't think anyone's ever done back-to-back Hell in a Cell two nights in a row. That's pretty impressive. That is pretty impressive, to be fair. To be fair, though, he's facing Xavier Woods. Yeah. I mean, so, <laughs> I, 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 got, I got nothing to say to that, really. Yeah. So, so far, the match is Ricochet versus John Morrison versus Riddle, and then Big E beat um, Apollo Crews on SmackDown, so he's in there too. And the, the people to be decided are AJ Styles, Randy Orton, and Drew McIntyre are all getting their last chance triple threat on Raw this week. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have got a match on SmackDown. Um, and then there will be even there'll be two more competitors going in there. Now, if I had to guess who the two more competitors are going to be, I'd say Jimmy and Jay. That's okay. where I would put it. 
Because I yeah. think you put Jimmy and Jay in there, they take each other out, and that's one of your SummerSlam matches. What, Jimmy versus Jay? Jimmy versus Jay. I'm not sure I'd do that. I think I think you're going to have um, I think you have the, the Usos win that SummerSlam against the Mysterios. That's what I would do personally. Okay. I feel like we invest too much in this podcast on the possibility of the Usos doing something, and they don't really ever. Jay, well, it, it was Jay. Jay's announced. Well, Jay in story, obviously, Jay's announced he's not coming back to SmackDown. That's what Jimmy had, had, had relayed to, to Roman. Now, I don't think that's true. I can't see Jay rocking up on Raw. So I just think there's. I think Jay. I think Jay and Jimmy are going in that Money in the Bank match. If not both, one of them is definitely in there. Do you not think? Um, I don't. I can't remember which way around it is. But do you not think like because Jay's Jay's the one that came in later, but as that's right, isn't it? He, so he no, came back later. Jimmy, Jimmy's the one that's just returned. Jay's oh, the one that's been there forever. Yeah. Been right. So, I mean, this is not this isn't this isn't great podcasting from us. Specifically <laughs> me. But what I would do is I would be like, you know, Jimmy's been like whoever whoever's whoever's not there has been taken out by the one that is there. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Um, because the one that is there is going to ultimately turn up Roman. Yeah. Yeah. It does. They've, they're keeping this story clicking along. That's what I like about it. Is they're keeping the story clicking along while having Roman involved in other things. Have we seen both Usos in the room since they've been back? Yes. Oh, okay. They're not just doing like... Not that. Yeah, we definitely have. The other Usos still injured, but we're just interchanging them. <laughs> that, would be, that would be amazing. It's bold, but brilliant. Um so it's a fairly it's a fairly decent money in the bank, but Ricochet and John Morrison qualifying is purely there for them jumping off stuff, isn't it? Yeah, I mean you're gonna throw Ricochet off some real tall ladders, aren't you? Absolutely. Like, that is gonna be. I mean, yeah, you know you're not you know you're not well thought of in the company when you're in a match just to be thrown off something. Well, that's not you know, he's somewhat he's expendable, is what Ricochet is in that match. As is John Morrison. Yeah, yeah. He'd be the person Ricochet jumps on two. Yeah, that's fair. Neither of them are coming away with money in the bank anyway. Um, so we have got potentials though. Randy Orton and Riddle, that could be interesting if they both end up in there. Big E, I think, might be the one, but we'll get on to our predictions uh, in two weeks' time. We do it properly. And then we've got the women's money in the bank, which so far is Asuka, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, um, Carmella, and I don't know if you've seen this yet, have you seen Nikki Cross yet? Oh, the superhero. Yeah. I, I, like, she must have shown up to Raw that day going, oh, well, I'm done then. Like, this is me. This is what you've got for me. You have me beating Charlotte and Rhea, and this is where I've ended up. Like, I can't take it seriously. That can't be her gimmick now, can it? Well, it's one better than it could have been, mate, because we, do you remember the last superhero we had? He wasn't a full superhero. He was a superhero in training, and he had that emblazoned on his chest, just the initials. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So you're right. It could always be worse. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so so we, we're not doing predictions. I've already given you my Alexa Bliss. Yeah, you've given us Alexa Bliss for that one. Um, we, we won't do predictions. Luke, obviously, we, we need Luke here as well. Luke, Luke's obviously said that he wants... Um, I think he's going... I think we'll give him Nicky Cross if we're giving predictions. I, I think, think he might said, give him I'm pretty sure he said Natalia and Ricochet. Natalia and Ricochet, that'll go with that. Um, but we've got potential in there. This could be Big E's night. It could be, you know, Drew McIntyre if they really want to be unimaginative. 
or they could give it a Jimmy or Jay and actually move this story forward a bit more interesting. So there's potential. And then obviously we've got Bobby Lashley and Kofi Kingston uh, in a match, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte in a match, and Roman Reigns and Edge in a match, which I think we've already talked about is a bit of a surprising move for Money in the Bank when, well, I suppose, like we said, seen as SummerSlam, isn't it? So if you want fans, if you want big match feel, Reigns versus Edge is it. But if you want to actually find out what we think our predictions are, and if you actually want to find out who we're going to go for and what we're going to back in a proper dissection of Money in the Bank, then you just have to wait two weeks, because in two weeks' time, we will be discussing Money in the Bank in our full prediction show as our prediction league carries on forward. And you can come take us on um, with your predictions. And at least now we've got five matches announced. So we actually have a bit more to talk about than we did for um, Hell in a Cell, which by the time we did our paper uh, prediction cast we only had four matches announced so it's one better makes for a little bit more interesting pay-per-view um so get in touch at predictcast find us wrestling predictcast on facebook and uh get involved there's always chance to win wwe merch and we'll uh we'll see you in two weeks anything more you want to add joe no that was lovely mate thank you so much for your time thank you and thank you and we will see you all in two weeks time bye-bye 